0: Hello, internet friends far and wide, and welcome to Not Safe for Weebs. I am one of your hosts, Emma Fife, joined as always by my, my otaku in crime, shall we say.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I should definitely be arrested for this shit that I've written.
0: <laughs> you know what? You know what? Fair. Fair. <laughs> it's so funny. So, you know, on our last episode with Danny Fernandez, she brought up the fact that I'm such a romantic... And, like, I don't really actively think of myself as being a romantic. But in doing this show, I think what I've sort of realized is that. I, like, <laughs> this is so weird. My, like, deepest sexual fantasy is to be <laughs> in, like, a, uh, a like, emotionally and sexually satisfying relationship. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> I know. I know. Listen. <laughs> Reel it in uh, crazy. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta settle down, clearly. <laughs> uh, my goals, they are too lofty. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's been a couple weeks uh, since we have done an episode. Uh, for good reason. Um, I mean, for bad reason. Reason, but for the reason of not wanting to kind of add to the noise that's always out there on the internet when we do have such a, a serious human rights issue uh, at the focus of what's going on in the world, um, as it should be, because uh, Black Lives Matter is uh, not a matter of opinion.
1: <laughs> Certainly uh, not. Certainly yeah, I mean, not.
0: Uh, nor is it a political issue; it is a human rights issue. Um, so, you know, obviously, uh, we wanted to take some time to just help elevate the voices of the Black community who are trying to be heard throughout this struggle, and to elevate the voices of other Black creators in our space. Um, yes, so. and we and we
1: also hope that everybody that's listening um, continues to do that. Of course. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, this this fight is not over. We're still in this, y'all.
1: Yeah, just because uh, we're re- re- releasing an episode does not mean that it's over, not by a long shot. No. Um but um we uh we did want to just wrap up this season uh, you know with a nice bow and we were very excited about putting this out and we hope that you will, you know, use this episode as a means to just take a quick break and to, you know, as a mode of self-care perhaps and then go back to helping people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a lot of what I was kind of struggling with as you know, I was raising my voice to help in any way I could bring attention to this issue and to the cause was that like I'm a I'm a person that and and you too Chris that it's like we live so much In the realm of escapism for ourselves and consuming media and also in producing media for other people that is for them to escape. Um, And so it was figuring out, like, when is it appropriate to focus on escapism again? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, completely. I mean, I honestly did not grant myself that comfort for yeah. two weeks. <laughs> Me too. Um, because I have a very hard time with boundaries when it comes to these types of things.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I had like a full on meltdown streaming The Witcher because I couldn't find something in the darkness. And I was like, y'all, I don't think I should be streaming right now. I think I need to like step away. Uh <laughs> uh. But I was trying to raise money for charities benefiting Black Lives Matter, and I have. By the way, yes, you have. Yeah, my community at this point has raised over two thousand dollars, which is unbelievable. Um, So I just really want to say thank you uh, to everybody who has helped out with that. That's been it. it, It's just like it's really encouraging me to see how people have come together uh, and you know shown how much people do care and are paying attention it's it's it is like again there are so many horrible horrible people out there unfortunately but it seems that you know the voices of the people who are not awful the people who are fighting for equality and to dismantle white supremacy and to defund the police they are those voices are being heard so keep raising your voice and i just really appreciate you all
1: (laughs) Yeah, no it's it's beautiful. Uh thank thank you everybody who who donated to um to Emma's campaign.
0: Yeah, it's been it was it, it was really I I was I was really blown away. Um so yeah, thanks so much. And uh and uh getting back to this podcast, weird transition, but thank you to everyone who provided us with suggestions of <laughs> ships and or uh themes for Yo. our all-fix episode of the Not Safe for Weebs podcast. Yo, for Uh, real. Y'all
1: delivered like dominoes.
0: I'm like so excited. I want to say thank you also uh, to Amy Dallin and who I know retweeted my tweet asking for suggestions and I got a lot of people coming in through her. Um, So, yeah. uh, Anywho. Well, shall we? Okay. So let's go over (laughs) the uh, list of uh, things that we have got going on here today. Uh, So... Uh, our first suggestion that uh, we came through. Well, okay, let me go over the, um all of the themes because the thing is is that the themes are,, uh, ones that, we are not writing the same themes for all of the same ships. So the way that Chris and I did this was basically, like, we made a list of what the ships were that we were going to write fix about. Right. And then we had just as many themes, and we kind of, like, drew themes out of a hat uh, so that we would have random themes for the ships. So I don't know what themes Chris has written. Chris doesn't know what themes I have written. Uh, So it's going to be fun. Uh, Most of the themes I got just from other, like... Now, now I'm not seeing so much, you know, like the live journal prompts, but it's alive and well on Twitter where, say, a fictional character has a birthday and there will be a whole Twitter week devoted to that person with a different prompt for every day. So I took a lot of them from that. Um, But one of our prompts, uh, which was fancy dress party, I do uh, want to give uh, credit to uh, King and Commander or I'm sorry, King and Commoner at gmail.com who sent us an email Uh, with that suggestion, as well as uh, the suggestion for one of the ships uh, that we have written about today. So uh, let's kick things off with our first ship. Uh, This one was suggested also uh, by King and Commoner, but in addition to them, uh, at Spectral Prongs on Twitter, uh, aka Beth, tweeted this one at me and said it's been a really long time since i've done Gundam Wing math uh which is certainly formative for me Emma as far as my uh uh exploration of shipping goes so our first pairing that we're writing about uh is Hero/Duo slash oh, from man. Gundam Wing aka 1 by 2 um <laughs> Chris were you into Gundam Wing at all
1: <laughs> I i was um and I got into it kind of late, though. I, I okay. watched it in Anime Club in middle school. Okay. And I definitely liked Hero, but mm-hmm. not for his dub voice.
0: Oh, yes. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. The, uh, there's a lot of people that have a lot of nostalgia for the Gundam Wing dub because it was on Toonami. That was certainly yeah. how I discovered it. Um, But I'm definitely one of those people that, like, when Endless Waltz, the OVA, which is amazing, uh, came out... I definitely got it on DVD with dual language tracks, and as soon as they started releasing the episodes on DVD uncut with dual language tracks, I was collecting those as well. This was back in the day, of course, when it was like thirty dollars for a DVD, and there were like three episodes on it. Uh, so it was an expansive hobby being into anime. But now you can watch all of <laughs> this on cr- Crunchyroll and I think Hulu. It's it, Gundam Wing is very, very easily accessible these days. Um, yeah, but obviously, um, so. I also chose this as the ship that I wanted to contribute because uh, hero duo was my first like yaoi ship. ever. Mm, uh, mm. It was that, it was that thing that we all do with Gundam wing where it's like, I started off writing Mary Sue's uh, and ended up writing about boys kissing other boys. <laughs> what a journey. <laughs> it is. It really is a journey. Uh, but yeah. Uh, it, and if, if, anybody listening doesn't know um, when we say Gundam wing math. So all of the characters in Gundam wing, all the primary characters for the most part, they're, Name is representative of a number. Um, so a lot of the time people would abbreviate, say, hero duo as one by two or two by one, depending on who's like the semi and who's the uke. But again, we're, we live in a we live in a great era now where like those lines are blurred. Uh, another really popular ship, of course, is three by four, which is Troa and Katra. I mean, they like play a duet together the first time they ever meet. Uh, it's very mm. evident too that Ketra is, like very. all all about Troa and his Unibang. So <laughs> yeah, uh, duets sweet. are very sexual. Yes, very sexual. Okay, um, so Chris, would you since I contributed this one? Well, I I didn't yes, exactly I contribute think, it. I, voted I I think it, up. it would be.
1: I think it would be right if I went first and ended with you.
0: Okay, sounds great. Um, yeah. what uh, what did you draw for your theme? <laughs>
1: Oh, are we, are we saying yeah, gonna what, what, what your yeah, theme reveal, is? Or, yeah,
0: reveal what your theme is. Uh,
1: I had I got fancy dress party first, oh, actually. Oh, okay. All
0: right. Sweet.
1: Okay. Hero looks at the spectrums of light of all the shapes and colors flashing in and out where the ball is being held. Duo tugs him just a smidge to bring him back down to reality hero looks back at an even more enticing sight as they approach the check-in desk the staff didn't even bother asking for their id cards it was undeniable that this was the renowned pilot couple hero stops duo before they officially step in and adjust his love's tie duo's instinctively makes sure hero's suit jacket is free of lint duo looks up to see that hero has finished his adjustments a few seconds ago and was again just looking at him Any words would have done this rare moment a disservice. There was something about seeing Duo's frame being done justice by a fitted suit and how rare it was that made this special. Hero finally breaks his gaze, turning to the entryway of the party. Duo gives him a peck on the cheek and and playfully pulls Hero forward before he could respond. After completing obligatory niceties and the handful of dances for the rest of the attendees, they ended up at the balcony. Hero and Duo are leaning on the railing. Duo's head is perfectly nestled in the nook between Hero's neck and shoulder. The fireworks started like poetry, as if it was a manifestation of what they shared. Even on
0: the... Keep going, it's great.
1: (laughs) Even on the off chance someone would walk past them and miss the food, the music, and the dancing, they would never have noticed Duo's hand reaching in between the buttons of Hero's shirt, among other places.
0: That's it. Mmm. Uh, That was perfectly 90s anime with the fireworks, by the way. (laughs) Right? Uh, And this anime was made in 95. So well done. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Okay. So I got mistaken identity for this. Uh,
1: Oh, shiz. Uh,
0: Though this can also, this would also fit in Fancy Dress Party a little bit. You'll see. Here we go. Oh, boy. While Hero Yui was more of a kill first, ask questions later kind of operative, this mission was purely reconnaissance. And though he hadn't exactly gone in with the intention of seducing the young woman who was purportedly part of a plot to usurp his employer, Relina Peacecraft, as vice foreign minister, he now found himself lying quite prone on her bed, straddled between a pair of shockingly strong thighs and copious layers of petticoats. Evidently, the whole dark and broody demeanor was working for him. So, my handsome and mysterious stranger, the girl cooed, her voice melodious and deep as she leaned forward, reaching a hand to caress the exposed patch of skin on Hero's cheek directly under the edge of his mask, her long chestnut brown curls cascading over him. The masquerade ball at the embassy on Colony XZ-1700 had provided him with the perfect opportunity to sneak in without immediately being recognized as Relina's bodyguard and a former Gundam pilot at that. Let's see the face that's hiding behind this positively garish mask. Hero reached up his hand to assist her, brushing his fingers against her palms, which he found to be surprisingly calloused for someone who had supposedly led a life of luxury. His mask now discarded, her eyes widened, regarding him with shock. Hero? She exclaimed, clearly confused, and her voice was suddenly familiar and far less feminine. The girl pulled her mask off unceremoniously, and Hero found himself face to face with one he knew intimately. Duo, he gasped, sitting upright. What what are you doing here? And what happened to Minister Gourley's daughter? She- Preventers came in and extracted her, Duo replied. Took Minister Gourley, too. What are you doing here? I came to do recon. Find out if she really was planning to stage a coup against Rolita, Hero confessed. Oh, yeah, most definitely was. Being transported to L1 right now for further interrogation left me behind as a decoy so as not to alarm her party guests, and I make quite an adorable substitution, even better than the original, if I do say so myself. He topped off his explanation with a self-satisfied wink. Hero felt a heavy blush settle in his cheeks. So, what now? He asked, uncomfortably aware of his growing arousal. Duo laughed triumphantly as he always did when he knew he had the upper hand. Well, he sighed languidly, sliding a hand down to skillfully unzip the front of Hero's now uncomfortably tight trousers. He closed the short distance between them and kissed his former preventer's partner greedily, his tongue sliding into the other man's mouth. Hero moaned involuntarily as Duo's teeth very intentionally grazed his bottom lip as he broke their kiss. Might as well finish what we started.
1: <laughs> That's the Nice. End
0: oh that was great I was really glad that I got mistaken identity for them because like I had that story in my head and then (laughs) the way I did it was I rolled a I rolled a dice and like a six was like I just had to re-roll um Nice. And I was very excited when I got that. I promise I didn't rig it, but I was really excited. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, next up on the agenda, uh, we have Fate and Albel. Um, so these were also contributed uh, by King and Commoner uh, via email. Um, yeah. So uh, so this is, of course, uh Star Ocean Three, Three
1: till the end of time, till the end of
0: time. I was like, "What's the subtitle of that one?" I I remember
1: this game very well because this was my first Star Ocean game. Oh, okay. And so
0: I have a confession to make, which is yes. that I have only played the first two Star Ocean games, so I've never oh. played. I've never played this one.
1: Oh man. Oh my god. I really want to know what you think think of it when you f- eventually play it. Because yeah. yeah, this was this was very good. Mm-hmm. I re- I mean, a lot of people argue that it was like the last good Star Ocean game, which I don't. I don't dispute necessarily. Sure, Um,
0: sure. Yeah.
1: And um, yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I mean, Alville's very pretty. That's all. He's
0: very pretty. I love the first two Star Ocean games. Um, Star Ocean was the first JRPG I ever played that had a social simulation element to it. Yes. Um, So that was like a revelation for me where it was like, if I don't like the ship that the game is trying to force on me, it doesn't have to happen. This is great. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, same. Yeah, I felt the exact same way because, you know, like, obviously with most ARPGs, right, it's like, oh, we have the blue guy and yeah. the pink girl who uh-huh. is a healer oh and can't fight. Oh my
0: God, yes. And, and
1: and that's like Star Ocean, I mean, especially Star Ocean 3 to a T.
0: And so yeah. I was like, mm, I don't really the I don't first, really the like the first star yeah. ocean is really like that, too. There's the, there's the blue the blue haired guy and the pink haired girl. Yeah. Uh, but there's some really great secondary characters. Um, yeah, hmm.
1: completely. Yeah. I definitely wanted fate to be with Maria, who is um, also blue haired. And she's just like more. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, I looked she, her up because she yeah, she's just cool. more of a tough
1: chick. I like yeah. her. Yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. But fate has an ending with Albel.
1: He he has an ending with everybody, and yeah. and um I I definitely referenced that ending in my ship. Actually, Oh,
0: fantastic. Well, I I watched the ending. I have to admit, because I was like, oh I great, ne- perfect. I was like, perfect. I need to get uh, a sense of what's going on here. Um, okay. Well, you know this ship better than me, so I will go first. Um, okay. Okay. I got fancy dress party for this. Ooh. So. Ooh. It's oh, a little. I, listen, it's a little reminiscent of my Kiribaku uh ship. Listen, I was just about to say. <laughs> I, uh, uh Fick, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> okay, here we go. I do not understand this neck constraint which you have used to imprison me in this excessive cloth about my chest, Albal <laughs> spat, pulling uncomfortably at his collar. It's called a necktie, Fate corrected. And it's not a constraint, it's an accessory. And one that most people will be wearing at this occasion, by the way. He moved from his place at the mirror to Albel's side, hand-working swiftly to undo the damage the former Black Brigade captain had done with his fidgeting. Fate found his aversion to customary Earth formal wear undeniably endearing. Why do you fuss over me as though I were an inept child, Albel demanded, though he did remain still enough for Fate to finish fixing his tie. (laughs) Because you're behaving like one, Fate replied. Now, what are we going to do about this hair? He ran his fingers experimentally through Albel's dark roots. Not much to be done for it without a proper haircut. And now there's something wrong with my hair? Albel's tone was exasperated. Fate laughed. There's nothing wrong with your hair, he insisted. It's just, these Earth Federation officers are a little more reserved when it comes to their appearance. I'm afraid, by their standards, yours is messy. Messy, huh? Albel said, his voice a low growl as he spun around and cl- and clasped Fate's wrists to his hands to keep them firmly in his hair. Shall we find out just how messy it can get before we try and tame it? Before Fate could object and point out that they'd be late to the party, Albel's dress shirt and tie were already on the bedroom floor. He really was hopeless, but fate thought as he let alba undress him just as unceremoniously as he had himself that he liked him better in nothing anyway nice that's it
1: I love I, I love a make me late to the party
0: yeah you know fanfic. <laughs> classic classic oh. yeah oh, what did you get for this one
1: um I got promises
0: oh okay
1: cool so all right here we go The ragtag group of bandits cowers. as Abel licks the blood off of one of their incapacitated members from his katana. Fate parries one of them trying to sneak up on his partner without even looking. He felt bad for them since there was no way they could ever imagine the journey into 4D space they just came back from. "You, You bastard! One of the bandits yelled. Cease your sniveling. If you knew anything, you would figure out that he's not dead yet. You're not worth it. The bandits, propelled by their bruised ego, start screaming and charging into the duo. You remember you said you would pay for making the wrong turn at the fork back there. Albus says to Fate while fending off the drizzle of steel daggers, I already told you I'll pay for a nice room and after dinner, I'm all yours. I'm I'm pretty sure last night you were the one begging me to stop. Finish that sentence, I'll feed you to the harpies.
0: <laughs>
1: Albus steps back as Fate faces off the last of the bandits. Fate barely breaks a sweat as he bumps his sword's hilt on the back of their head. Fate grabs Abel into his embrace. He never gets... Gets tired of the warmth from his hands of his lower back. Abel's a little surprised that he's being grabbed in the middle of a, of a battle that has never happened before. Promises, promises, you're cute when you're angry. Fate pulls in Abel for a deep and passionate kiss as the last bandit slowly staggers and falls over.
0: Very good. Um, yeah, uh, as I say, I have not played uh, till the end of time, but uh, it seems pretty good. Seems pretty interesting. Mm hmm. And as you say, Albo's uh, real pretty and usually wears a crop top. And you know, we right? we, we stay on a JRPG bad boy at a crop top.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Uh, I, I, and like he also like
1: does also have like a chain hanging off of his neck. I sure, from what I remember. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, no, totally. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool, cool. Well, um, our next uh ship. On the agenda, this one came from, uh, at Jack Cern on Twitter, Jacob Hampton. Uh, this is an Avatar The Last Airbender ship and it's mature (laughs) characters. It's Iroh and June the Bounty Hunter. (laughs) Emma, I'm curious, what's, what are your feelings about this, this ship? Uh, listen, um, eh, the way that it's handled on the (laughs) show is a little, like, shady. Played for
1: laughs, yeah. Played for laughs. Um,
0: Yeah, it's definitely played for laughs. Um, But, I mean, I do think that June is pretty dope. And I sort of love that Iroh, who is this very kind of calm, mentor-like character who just wants to open a tea shop and live a nice, peaceful life, is, like, really into this... Into goth chicks with whips. Yeah, into goth chicks with whips. (laughs) I sort of like... I sort of love that. I have to be honest.
1: Yeah, and I will say... That <laughs> watching Iro's training montage when he was in that prison, yeah, for the Fire Nation, I won't say that I didn't feel anything. I will yeah. not say that.
0: I mean, you know? a- especially the older I get, I find that I'm like more attracted to Iro because you become attracted to different things i think as you age yeah so like and i i totally get even though again like this is very much played for laughs and it and it feels very one-sided for the most part um i would not be surprised if june was like also into what iroh brings to the table you know what i mean
1: oh yeah like (laughs) june june would totally be the type of person that's like I would never show in public that I'm into men like you, but yeah. I'm into men like you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, so, yeah, for this one, uh, would you like to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, Because the next I, one is the the next one's the ship that you contributed.
1: Right. So how about I go first for this one?
0: OK, sounds good.
1: Cool. OK. Oh, boy. Oh, and um, do you want me to say the one that I got for this one?
0: Oh yeah! What I didn't even ask. What uh, what theme did you get? I got family.
1: <laughs> oh! All right. I definitely <laughs> screamed when I randomly got that one.
0: That's amazing. This uh... is proof
1: that I did not rig this. Yes. Any of these. Yes. This is proof.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Okay. Here, we, here go. we go. June takes another sip of the tea that I that Iro made for her. As usual, her favorite mix of chamomile and orchid. After. A lot of experimentation. He kisses June's exposed back a handful of times up to her shoulder. He has a little bit of dew still on his forehead. June giggles as she takes another sip of tea. Are you trying to start a round two this early? (laughs) You're reading too much into it, June. Iroh says as he buries his mouth into the same shoulder he just kissed. He wraps his well-defined arms around June's stomach. Am I going to have to try some new tricks? I have plenty, you know. I'll let you know, June says, running her hands along Iro's arm muscles. She couldn't help licking her lips as she could feel Iro's slight belly pudge against her back, too. Maybe after the baby. Have to be careful now. Iroh's arms loosen a bit to let his hands rub June's own bump. I'm always careful. She brings her hands around to meet his, but they stop in their tracks on one of the several lipstick marks she left on Iro today. June gets up, only to Turned back around to straddle Iroh while facing him. Iroh can't help giving a peck to one of her breasts as well as her neck. It goes without saying that he is the type of man that makes sure to enjoy something or someone with all five senses. He still couldn't believe he found love again in such a beautiful and smart woman. One that could handle all of his desires as much as he enjoyed feeling hers. An eight months pregnancy had no bearing on that. June has her black nails part. Iro's gray hair and she brings his face in only a millimeter apart from hers so about that round two
0: that's it nice nice uh uh okay i can't wait for you to hear the one that i got family for
1: <laughs> oh no uh, oh no, no just
0: because there's there's like some there's like a little bit of a similarity but, right yeah anyway um Uh, so I got promises for this pairing.
1: Okay, let's do it. Here
0: we freaking go. He closes up the tea shop for the day, humming softly to himself as he watches the final customers disappear over the peak of the hill in the road that leads to his door. Another peaceful day, exactly what he dreamt of all those years spent in exile with his nephew. Once an angry child, now a fine young man and lord of the Fire Nation, Lord Zuko. A fine ruler indeed, he thinks, setting down the rag he used to wipe down the tables and reaching for a broom to do one final sweep of the shop before heading home. How proud he is of the man his nephew has become. He pushes the lingering dust and debris from the feet of many customers into neat little piles, then ushers them out the door. She is the last person he expects to see, but a most welcome sight nonetheless. And there she is, still, calm, resolved to some decision he does not yet know the nature of. She is just as beautiful as he remembers, but maybe a little less cold. June, he says, relishing the sound of her name rolling off his tongue. To what do I owe Mm. the great honor of your visit? Spare me the formalities, old man, she says, brushing past him and into the empty tea shop. You know I wouldn't come to you unless I had no other option. What sort of assistance is it that you seek, he asks, eagerly seating himself at the table next to where she has settled. A strong brew, she says, that I may be as alert as my Nyla while we track this bounty through the night. It is ill-advised to go a whole night without sleep, he says, all the while preparing the water to heat the kettle. Such a tea I have, but again, rest, I would advise. Stay the night here and pursue your bounty in the morning. She stands and moves to him, or, she suggests, an alternative, Brew this tea for me, I shall have my bounty by midnight, and spend what remains of my caffeine-induced waking hours riding you instead of the wolf. His heart skips a beat, but he pretends he is calm as his hands fumble, searching eagerly for the tea leaves. Promise? She leans in and kisses him. Promise.
1: <laughs> nice. Ooh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've I've never I've never heard that before. But but I love that you tied in Iro's I- yeah.
0: But I tied in Ira's dream, his tea shop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like I said, I think the June would secretly be into it, so yes. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next ship on the docket is uh, the protagonist uh, called you officially in the animation and in the manga? Yep. And Yosuke from Persona Four. <gasps> Persona Four. <laughs> yes, and you contributed this one. No, okay. So, uh, so Persona Four Golden was just released for the PC. Uh, blessings, um,
1: blessings. on So blessings. I'm totally,
0: totally gonna get it and play it. But I have never played it. Um, but obviously, I had to do a little research uh, to know what I was writing for this. And I, I'm in. I'm freaking in, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm playing Persona 5 uh yeah, Persona 5 Royal right now on my stream um and it's like, like I played the original Persona 5, but the Royal edition has some really fun uh extras. Excuse me. In it and um yeah, I just I love it and it in di- Persona 5 is the first Persona game that I ever played, but Chris, I know you're you've played a bunch of like the Shin Megami Tensei stuff, right? Yes, I have
1: played um, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Nocturne and I've played Persona 3 and 4. Mm. um persona 3 was like my first one and it was like an amazing it was yeah it was amazing (laughs) yeah Um, and but i see like a lot of people argue that persona 4 kind of like is the one that kind of really helped bring persona 5 into the the, series yeah yeah, into the mainstream and people also kind of blame it for like making it a little bit too mainstream like in a bad way now but for, for me i'm like i actually think that it's the best one I, I still hold that it's the best one because the thing is that the palaces that you go into you know uh in Persona 4 they're all tied to each of like the actual characters in your party and so like it it's not only like a part of a plot point it's also like just character development and plot all wrapped up right, into one Right yeah
0: totally that that was what I got from from the research that I was doing on it and I you know I I got I, lo- I love a good I love a good crime drama uh, and it seems like a lot of people are a getting small murdered town. <laughs> crime drama too yeah yeah i was like (laughs) oh i gotta play persona 4 uh yeah it seems really dope i'm really
1: excited to hopefully watch you play it eventually on your stream
0: but yeah Yeah.
1: um y'all need to appreciate because i feel like yusuke x u ran so yuji and akira could fly I'll just, I'll just say that it's right so now. It's so
0: funny because I ship <laughs> Yusuke and, and Akira. Actually, I like all of the boy ships in Persona 5. This is a conversation I've been having on my stream a lot where they're like, who are you going to date? And I'm like, I don't really like Akira with any of the girls, but I like him with all the boys. <laughs> 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 yeah, Ryuji, Yusuke, Akechi, sign me up. Apparently in um the in Royal Edition, there's also a new boy. He's not one of your party members, um, but he is... Uh, but everyone in my chat is like, oh, Emma's going to love him. But I haven't met him yet. So okay. <laughs> we'll see. Um, You contributed this one. This was your choice. Um, yes. So I will go first. Please. Uh, I got dreams slash nightmares. Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Oh OK, well, this this is my one like real dark and sad fix. So oh here boy. we go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, here we go. He dreams of her every night. Sometimes they're alone, cleaning up late at night on a closing shift at the Junas food court. She's cordial and smiles easily as he remembers her, but her eyes are always sad. Other times, they're in another life entirely, and she's running happily along a beach or shopping in the city, far away from Inaba, just like she wanted, free from the burden of her family's disapproval. But every night, the dream always ends the same way, her dead, cold eyes piercing a hole through his heart, asking, why didn't you save me? How could you let this happen? As he's torn apart from the inside and wakes, still alive, clutching his chest in panic. Mm. Yosuke... A voice murmurs softly in the bed beside him as he wakes once again in terror. Only tonight, he's not alone. It's... It's nothing, you, he says, withdrawing into himself and clutching at his own shoulders in a feeble attempt to comfort himself. Just go back to sleep, he commands, hoping his bedmate hasn't noticed his distress. But you is upon him before Yosuke can lie and tell him he's okay and not to worry. As much as he might fight and keep a brave face, you always see straight through him. He hates him for it, but loves him all the same. He lets you hold him, buries his face in his chest, finds comfort in the sound of the other boy's heartbeat as he settles his ear to rest against smooth, naked flesh. Yu strokes his hair and he cries. Yu kisses his tears away and Yosuke is unsettled to find that he is aroused, but Yu doesn't mind. They make love again for the third or fourth time that night, thoughts of Saki's corpse suspended from a telephone pole, leaving him for another fleeting moment as he comes, clutching at the bedsheets and crying Yu's name. Oh my god! As reality folds back in around him, he is afraid again, afraid of the nightmare he knows he'll have if he falls asleep. But Yu is still there, still holding him, still trying to help him forget. And when he awakes the next morning, he finds he hasn't dreamt at all. Yu is asleep, clinging to him, and Yosuke thinks he'd like to dream nice dreams of the silver-haired boy, but at least nothingness is a start.
1: Damn, Emma! What? <laughs> <laughs> Comes as he, as he says his name? Oh my god! Yeah, listen,
0: I, I go there sometimes! Ugh. I, I didn't describe any dicks I thought, that was, I thought that was off the table i thought that kind of shit was off the table not that i'm whatever. complaining D- whatever danny did it in her improvised <laughs> fix so i was like
1: fuck it <laughs> i'm not complaining believe you me
0: <laughs> anyway that's my fan fiction
1: <laughs> listen i i i it's not always realistic in real life but i do love a dramatic climax I do. Oh yeah,
0: it's, listen, it is not always, it, it's almost never realistic in real life, <laughs> but in fan, what's the point of fan fiction if you can't indulge in a little fantasy? Yeah.
1: Okay, here, here, here I go. You jolts a bit when Yosuke presses a soda can fresh from the vending machines nearby Dojima's house. You, as usual, was distracted looking out at the night sky. It was still something he couldn't take for granted having grown up in the city. Who could say if you was being intentional with his placement as he gave Yusuke a playful shove in his abs? Sorry about have, asking to come over so late. I, I know you have a test tomorrow. I've been studying. It's no big. Is everything okay? You know last week when we had that fight by the river? Yeah, of course. I started thinking more things after we patched each other up. I, I can't stop thinking about you. Even shit Yosuke, don't ever tell this to anyone i mean it i i promise i had i had dreams about you the kind that made stuff on the bed when i woke up Yosuke was beat red you despite his room not being well lit at night could make out the glistening in his best friend's eyes indicating he was holding back tears i like you too yusuke says nothing the pair could both feel the tension of the room dissipate into something completely different. Yosuke, can you show me what you're dreaming of? Yosuke pauses for a moment and proceeds to place both his hands on Yuu's cheek, relieved to be able to touch his face without his hands being in a fist. That's it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that, that <laughs> that's that's also a reference to one of the scenes with Yosuke if you up yes, his um, I... social links.
0: Yes, I I read about the social links because I was like, I need to get a feel for what's going on right, and, here. And like, um, did you
1: also get see that like apparently like it's in the code that he was potentially a gay option and they so didn't make it. So I one? guess
0: that yeah, I mean, uh, supposedly Yuri Lowenthal even recorded the dialogue for it. <sighs> yeah, so it got as far as like the English release. Oh, it's so frustrating, Alice. Alice, why won't you let me date boys? (laughs) I know. Oh my god! Remember, like, remember with Persona Five Royal, everyone was like, "Oh my god, you get to play as a girl." Yes, exactly. Oh, by the way, I like that girl a lot. She's been in the game already, Uh and she's like the mysterious gymnast underclassman. I don't know that much about her yet, but I, I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold on that girl. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, I can't wait to find out more about her. But yeah, hello. Like let boys date boys, let girls date girls. It's 2020 for goodness sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. All right, so we are down to our final picks oh, of the episode. Uh so for the final ones, uh Chris and I chose each chose a ship so we do not know what the other one has chosen. That is correct. Um, <laughs> obviously for me the only remaining theme is family and
1: for mine the remaining theme is mistaken identity
0: <laughs> amazing uh do you want me to go first or do you want to go first i don't know <laughs> um i'll go first
1: okay okay
0: okay i'm not gonna tell you who my ship yes, is because don't. i know Please for don't. sure that you know the ship and also i literally say who one of them is Mi- in the first word of the fix. so okay here make, we go. Yeah, make
1: it a surprise for everyone
0: Okay. Madam M, the most highly respected and, quite frankly, feared woman in all of Sector 6, found herself utterly frozen with the kind of terror she typically inspired in others standing before the door of the humble dwelling next to the stables that served as the headquarters of Sam's Delivery. Just knock on the damn door, she told herself. The whole damn thing was a mistake to begin with, and this is just the icing on the cake. Despite claiming months prior when he'd suggested revisiting their ill-fated one-time love affair, what she'd initially claimed to be an impossibility somehow had mutated into an inevitability, and she'd found herself willingly opening her door and so much more of herself repeatedly (laughs) since she'd so fervently denied him that day in the arena— She liked to pretend that Andrea was oblivious to the whole thing, but she knew she was only attempting to make herself feel better. And, oh, when he learned about this latest indiscretion, she would never hear the end of it. (laughs) She knocked, more timidly than she meant to. Sam came to the door, not hurriedly and with all the swagger and ease of a person with no known enemies and very little to vex him. Emma. (laughs) Why, Madam M, he remarked, to what do I owe the pleasure? "'Cut the bullshit, Sam,' she insisted. "'You know I wouldn't be here unless I had something urgent to tell you.' Uh "'Well, I do admit I'm most accustomed to visiting your parlor whenever you desire my company,' he agreed. "'It is nice to see you on my turf for a change.' "'Nice to see me,' she scoffed. "'Sam!' and she paused a moment, unsure how to continue. How did someone in her esteemed position tell her on-again, off-again lover that she was pregnant with his baby? Deciding there simply wasn't a dignified way to do it, she simply blurted out, "'I'm pregnant, you feather-brained ignoramus! Is it so nice to see me now?' "'Whoa there, darling, calm down just a moment,' he said, gripping her shoulders reassuringly. "'I'm just trying to make sure I understand you correctly. You say you're going to have a baby, and I'm to assume that baby's mine.'" "'Yes, Sam,' she remarked bitterly. "'Otherwise, why would I have told you?' "'Well, that's wonderful news,' he said "'and embraced her tightly. "'Wonderful news?' she asked, dumbfounded. "'Well, sure,' he said. "'See, I was thinking of asking you to marry me as it is, "'so this seems all the more reason to do it.' "'Madame M felt lightheaded "'and had the sensation that her entire body was trembling. "'Marry? Her? "'She'd never considered herself the marrying type. "'So will you?' he asked, "'taking her hand and getting down on one knee.' I ain't got a ring or anything proper like that, but, oh, and you expect me to just say yes and take your word that you won't gamble away any funds you have left to get me one? I don't expect nothing, he protested, but if it pleases you, I would be honored to someday call myself your husband. You idiot, she said, kneeling down to his level. She wrapped her arms around his neck and kissed him. So am I to take that as a yes, he asked. I'll think about it, she replied. Perhaps there's more I can do to convince you. She pushed him inside the house, and he led her to the bedroom, removing first his vest, then his shirt, and then the belt around his waist on the way. She untied her obi, allowing her kimono to fall open as she pressed him down onto the bed, straddling his hips. Madame M still wasn't sure she was the marrying type, but she was open to having her mind changed and couldn't very well get more pregnant. Might as well enjoy the convincing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) God damn.
0: little overboard on that one i really like this ship and i'm not getting enough of it so no listen madam
1: m is fucking hot <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah um yeah no excellent 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 i was Thanks. i was i was very very taken aback, as indicated and um <laughs> yeah um yeah no that was that was great <laughs> thank you
0: that. thank you
1: thank you okay here we go with mine I'd like to formally apologize to everybody in advance, so...
0: (laughs) Oh boy, I'm so excited!
1: (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have said that. So... Okay. Asuma continues to guide Shikamaru's hand over the peaks and valleys of his war-torn body. Shikamaru was almost shaking from the excitement that he could finally live out his wildest fantasies, a side of his he never shows even his family. With his other hand, Asuma reaches down into Shikamaru's pants, determined to see more of this new side of his lover. He then places his mouth onto Shikamaru's nipples. Asuma's tongue goes down from the tip to circling around the periphery and then back to the center. Shikamaru, with his mouth drooling at this point from the overload of pleasure, tried to push back Asuma's head in an attempt to prompt him to focus on a different area for just a little bit. But the noises coming from Shikamaru only made Asuma focus harder on his current endeavor. Only after some more moaning and begging, Asuma finally relents. Shikamaru finally was able to gather his own faculties to push Asuma down onto the tatami floor of his living room. He runs his hand through his beard, savoring every hair blessing his touch. Shikamaru reciprocates by bringing his tongue into Asuma's ears, his weak point that he was able to use his intellect to figure out. Shikamaru started off with his eyes closed, but couldn't help opening them to admire Asuma's face as he could see his mentor's eyes rolling to the back of his head. Asuma for this moment this his entire world was Shikamaru and it fills Shikamaru up in ways he never thought were possible. That his beautiful specimen of a shinobi that he has been eyeing for years was unable to contain his ecstasy because of him. Mm. <laughs> You're amazing Kurunai. Shikamaru takes a long pause and gets up off of Asuma. Shikamaru puts his hands together in a sign Release. Asuma knocks out into a deep sleep.
0: Whoa. That's it. Dang. <laughs> oh, um, so the hilarious thing is, yes, I do know that ship uh, that you're talking about, but I, uh, I, Naruto skipped me or I skipped Naruto somehow.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just not a series that I'm into. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, but I mean, yeah. you
1: know, I, I never got super into it, but I mean like Asuma, he's like, he's, He's a he's a man.
0: Oh yeah! No no no! Asuma is a total daddy. Like sign me up. Ooh.
1: Love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. I I really
1: wish that I could shout out to whichever artist um like inspired me to to write this because this was from a very 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 long time ago. Uh, smut Jojinshi.
0: Oh. Of um
1: a similar a similar vein between oh. Shikamaru and Asuma.
0: Nice. But it was like, you know, probably over a decade
1: now (laughs) that I've read that.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, Well, great work across the board. Just a round of applause all around. Claps for everyone. Uh, Cats on the back. uh, Yes. And thank you so much uh, to everybody that made suggestions. Obviously, we couldn't do all of your suggestions, but certainly uh, we... We'll plan on doing another episode of, of this nature uh, in season two of the podcast when uh, when that happens a couple months down the road here, if all goes according to plan. But uh, yeah, yeah, this has been so fun. I I did not. It's so funny because, Chris, I think I explained to everybody early on on the podcast that the idea of doing the mini fix uh, was Chris's suggestion, and I thought, "Oh, that'd be fun!" And it just kind of became my favorite part of the podcast. If I'm being totally honest, uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, so, thank you for the suggestion, and uh, yeah this this was this was great. It's so fun to just like <laughs> write in a world that already exists.
1: Yes, completely. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to g- go on record saying thank you to you, Emma, for being such a great co-producer and co-host
0: oh you too man
1: thank you and yeah for editing everything everybody please give shout outs to her because (laughs) she edits everything um i i'm the one that handles the social media stuff
0: and you Um, do a wonderful job of it as well (laughs) thank you
1: so much i wasn't fishing i promise Um no
0: but honestly though like the the because it's like anytime you have social media accounts for a podcast you're like well what else do we post on here besides Here's our newest episode. Um, and I think you do a really good job of coming up with content to like keep keep stuff going.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's been a huge honor and I'm really excited to continue working with you because
0: yeah.
1: um, you know, it uh it can be hard, you know, finding the right project partners sometimes. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a lot of the time I I do think that, you know, y- you will encounter situations and and sometimes it's not a problem that you know, it becomes more one person's project than the other and more work ends up falling to one person. Um, But I think that, you know, from the beginning, it was clear that we both had uh, a lot of ideas about how we wanted this podcast to go and a lot of uh, like strategic brain parts working to put everything together. And here we are today.
1: (laughs) Here yeah, here we are. Here we are.
0: Uh yeah. So again, like we we will not be um back next week. Uh we're going on a little hiatus in between seasons, but we will update you when we have a better idea of when we are going to launch uh season two. Yeah. So in the meantime, be sure that you're following us on Twitter. Yes. At NSF WeebS Pod.
1: Yes, we will still be up and running on that portion just to remind you guys that we exist, of course. Yeah but yeah, like um, just to for full transparency, the kind, the way that we discussed it initially with the podcast is just that, you know, um, we felt like it'd be very unrealistic for us to make a podcast that goes on indefinitely and never (laughs) allows breaks. And so we kind of wanted to create like, you know, a standard season format where it's like, you know, 13, 12 to 13 weeks, and then two to three months off um, to just make sure that we do, we deliver the best content. We're not we're not ever scrambling to like get something out.
0: Yeah. Or like what happens to a lot of uh, podcasts I find when you do try to do Every single week, continuously, with no plan to take an extended break, you eventually often get to a point where you go, well, what are we going to talk about this week? Uh, and you feel like you're scrambling, as you say. And so now we're in a nice position where, like, we can we can take some time off and then we can also start recording some episodes so we have a nice backlog of stuff ready to go when uh, season two is ready to be put out there into the Internet. Yep, uh, that's right. So... Yeah, uh, thank you all for going on this journey with us.
1: Yes, um, and so our fin- So let's do our final uh, sign off.
0: Okay. Well.
1: Uh, um. So. Uh. Oh. Uh, first of all, I. I also wanted to give an extra shout out to. Um. Jason for providing our music again. Oh
0: my god! Amazing. Yes. Um.
1: And then also, uh, Emma, where can people find you in your work?
0: I am all over the internet. Wherever Emma Fife's sold at my name, <laughs> Emma Fife. Um. I have got some stuff coming up. Uh, but I can't really talk about all of it right now. So just like make sure you're following me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, all those places. And do check out my Twitch streams. I stream on my channel, twitchtv Emma on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, uh, starting at noon, usually until approximately 3 o'clock PM Pacific time. As I say, right now, I'm playing Persona 5. It's real fun. Come hang out
1: awesome and you can find me on all social media at one we and chris and also uh one thing that we did get the okay on being able to talk about is that both oh, yeah. me and emma fife are going to be part of funimation con
0: Woo-hoo! yes it is over fourth of july weekend um just make sure that you're following at funimation they have all of the uh, details on where you can find everything it's all free to watch from home i believe that is correct um, you can register for free Yeah. So make sure that you guys do that. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a bunch of panels and there's going to be like they're going to be showing some anime over the weekend. It's like a big variety show um, uh, and not too much detail wise has been shared yet. But make sure that you're paying attention because you will see more about it in the coming weeks. Uh, And yes, it will be featuring both Chris and myself in some capacity. (laughs) But what is it? We can't tell you yet. Can't tell you. Can't tell you yet. <laughs> um, yeah. So again, thank you all. You're great. Uh, stay thirsty. Yes, but that's right. Stay, also, but stay hydrated. Yeah. Stay, stay thirsty woke. but hydrated. It is, it is a paradox that we have yet to solve, but we're here to yeah. quench your thirst. We're on the
1: case. We're on the case.
0: We're on the case. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>